Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by Tell Me Studios for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm Fraser McGrew and I'm here with Nick Hare and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing the question, what is a princess? So... The reason why we're talking about this is recently in the UK we had an um, announcement from from Prince Prince Harry, who's the son of uh, the youngest son of Prince Charles and the late Princess Diana, that um, he's engaged to be married to the American actress Meghan Markle. Um, which means I don't know if she'll officially be a princess or not, but more or less, let's just call her a princess. Um, but that got me thinking. Well. To what extent is she a princess? I guess sort of what got me first thinking about this was when um, Prince William married um, uh, Kate Middleton. I remember looking at uh, Kate and she definitely looks the part. She's very beautiful. She's very elegant. She looks very noble and she looks like a princess. But standing next to her uh, were were Prince William's cousins, which was Princess Eugenie and Princess, um, who's her sister? Beatrice, maybe? Beatrice, right. Who were who um, who are officially princesses and definitely they've got one half of them is royal definitely more princessy than than um, than than Kate and yet Kate very much looked like a princess and she ticks all the boxes of what we look for in a princess yeah. and so brings us to 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 Meghan Markle so you know she kind of looks like a princess she's very beautiful. Um, but actually, her, her uh, I think her mum's a yoga teacher and her dad's um, a lighting director, and in no way is she a princess. So it just got me thinking: will, will she really be a princess? Yeah, I mean, I can. Well, I can. I mean, obviously, we have to delve into complex uh, British constitutional law here. Um, you could be a prince. Okay, first of all, right. Basically, do you guys know how you get to be a prince or no. a princess? The, the queen says you're a prince or a princess. That is it, right? There's really no... So any other. of us here could be a prince. We could. Or a but princess. having said that... Convention. It, there, are, there are certain... Uh, so in basically, the queen, there will be certain people who definitely will be princes, right? Top of the list, Prince of Wales, right? Because Prince of Wales has always been a prince, um, dating back 800 years or so, um, because Wales is a principality. So he's the head of a principality. He's a prince. There's no doubt about that. That's no one's quibbling about that. So when that. you become head of that country, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's a prince a... simply because he's the he's the head of state of Wales. So okay. therefore, and Wales is a principality. It. It's a country ruled by a prince. Yeah. So that's that's fine. That's that's a given. That's easy. Then it gets more complicated because um, uh, princes and princesses. The idea that if you're the daughter of a queen or a king, you're a prince or a princess is really quite a new thing. That it really only sort of started about 300 years ago with George I. And um, the, 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 kind of the way that we do it now is the, the queen tends to... Uh, you, you can be a princess if you're the daughter of a sovereign or the male line granddaughters of a sovereign. So Princess Anne's daughters won't, won't be naturally prin- princesses, for example. Um, or, and this is where Meghan Markle comes in, the wife of a bona fide prince, in which case you get princess as a courtesy title. So um, she will become, uh, I think she's going to be uh, Meghan, Princess of Wales. I, I think that's how it's going to work. 
Um, so the question is, how do you get to be a prince? And then it, there's yet more complexity, but it's, it's not too dissimilar. You see the son of the sovereign or grandsons of the sovereign uh, will be princes. Um, and everything else is an exception, right? So all of these other princes and princesses wandering around, um, uh, even including Prince Philip, for example, are, are only princes because the Queen has issued letters patent. Prince George, little baby Prince George, the great grandson of the Queen, he's not. He's only a prince because the Queen has said has made a special exception in his regard. Um, so yes, that's that's the gist of it. So so the, in order to be a prince, the Queen has to say you're a prince, but she generally will do that under certain predictable circumstances. Um, and then, you know, so, yeah, it's uh, so, for example, Prince Edward's children are not princes um, and they, they are uh, the children of an earl. Interestingly, when Prince Philip became a prince, he, he uh, renounced his princehood of, Greek and, of Greece and Denmark because he he uh, in order to become British, turned out he didn't have to. Because uh, of the, as you'll all know, is the Sophia Naturalization Act of 1705, which meant that as a descendant of Sophia of Hanover, he was automatically a British subject. So British constitutional law is is bonkers and balmy. But at the end of the day, if the Queen says you're a prince or a princess, you are. But but I th- I think this sort of um, brings out. Uh... An, an interesting question about um, technical definitions of things. So are you technically a prince or a princess? And do people have a sense that you are a genuine prince or princess? Uh, and um, that's, uh, you know, that applies to uh, many broader things, but it's particularly important in in the monarchy because the monarchy gets its legitimacy from some mystical sense of what it what it means to be part of the royal family to be part of the institution of of the monarchy um and and you know that's something which we don't actually want to delve too deeply into the the, the technical ramifications of we want it to be an essence of of um you know of of royalty and um the the uh the, the, the TV show the um, the Crown on on Netflix looks at this you know really interestingly in, on the Queen's coronation the point at which she transforms uh, from not being you know uh, the sovereign. sovereign to the sovereign it, it is a brilliant scene and um, uh, it's kind of narrated really by the the embittered uh, Edward the Eighth um, uh, Duke of Windsor c- character um, who's watching it on a on a TV screen and and at some point he says you know this ceremony where where this you know this mortal is transformed is an unfathomable web of arcane mystery and liturgy um and then he kind of concludes you know but but who wants transparency when you can have magic and and that is the essence of monarchy you know we want our prince princes and princesses to be differentiated from our, our, our us in some way which we we don't you know there's there's a wizard of, of oz element to it we don't particularly want to look under the curtain and see what the technical definition is so that that being the case then uh megan merkel um markle sorry i don't i, 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 I do it, it, it halfway between <laughs> the two <laughs> a different person there's markle right yeah okay so that being the case uh megan markle uh fits that quite nicely because if we start looking too closely into her into her background i mean perfectly lovely label normal um background like any of us really um then we would be disappointed 
But if we stick her in a dress and and parade her up and down Windsor Castle and Buckingham Palace, she's definitely a princess. Well, I think we've got to think about this distinction with the meanings of words between denotation and connotation. So denotation is the set of things which are absolutely, strictly speaking, included in the in uh, in the ref- in what a term refers to. So when we say prince and princess, we can, as it happens, list every individual that those things refer to. But um, the fact that there's lots of other connotations that we have, which are all the things you're talking about of being wispy and beautiful and uh, wearing a cone-shaped hat with a bit of veil dangling off it, which I'm given to understand from watching the films is also very important if you're going to be a princess. Um, and and so there's all those other things that we would be perfect. We, we wouldn't die in a ditch and say, well, this person doesn't have a cone-shaped hat. They can't be a princess. Um, we would accept they were. But there's obviously, and you know, a whole host of things that we expect to come come with that, and um, a lot of arguments are kind of arguments about denotation versus connotation. So, you know, if you if if uh, the debate about, for example, whether you know abortion doctors are murderers, really, sort of, I mean, on one purely denotational level. They kind of are because they they um, they're ending the life of something, and you might say, well, that's you know. But does that mean that the connotation that we have with murderers, which is that they're bloodthirsty, uh, you know, killers with tattoos, and, and and you know, no, right? So so the, the, there's this question about whether or not it's fair to import a, a, a connotation along with a denotation, and whether or not we should subdivide terms differently and say, well, there's you know, there's a sort of proper princess with the cone-shaped hat, and then there's these people who are just technical princesses but uh i think this is this is uh really interesting historically because denotation was far more important historically for the monarchy because of things like wars of succession and you wanted to have it uh you know categorically defined who who was who in the royal family and you know what the what the line of succession is now we're unlikely to have a civil war over you know who is a prince or princess or you know who should who should be the next the next monarch speak for yourself yeah well quite but the sim you know the 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 monarchy gets its legitimacy now not from denotational definitions but from connotational ones and we want it to feel like it's a monarchy and that's the thing we want to sort of invest our our loyalty in and so actually uh the connotations have become more important and so coming back to your point about uh, she, you know, she she has the um, the you, the sort of essence of a princess. You know that that might be true, but um, histo- I think there's a historic element to our our, our monarchy as well. You know, we we it, part of the mystery and part of it or part of its legitimacy is about is about lineage, and you know, so so you know, you look at the Spencer family or indeed Prince Philip themselves as, as consorts. They were. Um, legitimate from the point of lineage again that's a fairly vague way of of defining that but some of the new consorts uh, as you know nick was saying are are you know in 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 this um parlance commoners uh and and it's that sense that i think um is quite interesting for the monarchy as we move forward whether we whether we actually accept that in you know a number of generations time whether we accept that somebody to all intents and purposes who's just the same as us in terms of breeding 
uh, is a legitimate monarch if they if they become unpopular for some reason or, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, but he, he always, you know, I mean, everyone, no one started out as a king, right? I mean, at no, some point, right. someone was just like everyone else, and they said, right, I'm owning this bit of land, and I'm going to be your boss now. Um, you know, and it's in, so it, it, it certainly it obviously arises. You know, these differentiations can arise over time, and what's what's interesting is the way they disappear as well. You know, the way you, you think about um, Prince Harry now, he's pretty high status. He's he's a he's you know the the son of the son of the heir to the throne he's now actually only about fifth in line to the throne i think um and uh, uh but his kids they're going to be um you know what are they going to be they're going to be cousins of of a king one day and then their kids will be like second cousins of a king and they'll yeah. be one of possibly hundreds of people in that position and um you know and over that over just a few generations those those differences can can um because of the way that inheritance works you know can can be completely evaporated and i um, and i think you know that's that's why this issue of of lineage and and you know is 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 quite an important one for the monarchy and why we look very unfavorably on um other for you know recently established monarchies you know nick's absolutely right at some point there there was no king and they either usurped somebody or they just you know got enough followers together to call themselves a king but you look at you know king king zog or the um the house of saud uh you know the, the saudi arabian royal family and um they because they are you know were set up were fairly fairly new monarchies uh, they seemed to carry seem to carry less less okay. legitimacy. Newcomers, just way. just yeah. yeah yeah nouveau nouveau um. re, nouveau royals. I um yeah I, I think just to bro- slightly broaden broaden the question is uh, sticking with the royal theme though. But is this question of status? I think there's this interesting thing that's going to happen to Meghan Markle, which is that she's going to go to bed one day uh, a, uh, a a nobody. And she'll, you know, go to bed the next evening being a princess. And she, and it seems that her status will go up dramatically when she becomes a princess, even though she's the exact same person. And um, I contrast that with someone like Dmitry Panchiera. You know who Dmitry Panchiera is? Well, he, the, last year he balanced 109 scoops on, a, uh, on an ice cream cone in just two minutes and 50 seconds, <laughs> thus becoming the world record holder for ice cream scooping. Now, why is it that he's not considered high status and Meghan Markle, who hasn't even got an achievement like that to her name, becomes high status? You tell me, how have we, what kind of crazy mixed up world are we in where Dimitri Panchiera is lower status than Meghan Markle, who's Meghan Markle, who's, who's done nothing more than, you know, than say yes to a marriage proposal? Well, perhaps if he turned the cone upside down and put it on his head with a veil. <laughs> Good, <on> point. <laughs> Good point. Good <laughs> point. Let's try and answer that question seriously. And it's to do with... Um... Um, perceptions of monarchy let's say in Bhutan the um, someone who can balance a load of ice cream cones on uh, on an ice cream sorry a bunch of ice cream bits of ice cream scoops scoops on a cone would have greater social cachet than someone who rocks up and says, "Yeah, actually, I'm married to um, someone who's a prince." Why would I mean? I think Bhutan is an absolute monarchy, isn't it? Well, I mean, I mean, they would they would they would have much more respect. Well, for let's a, say a an Amazonian princess. tribe. Yeah, no, I mean, indeed, right. So the question is, where does royal status come from? Because the queen isn't by any means the richest person in Britain anymore. Um, royal, nor is she the most powerful. No, she has almost no power, um, and yet uh, she's still the top of the status hierarchy. You know, any dinner. So how have we? How do we decide? And I, and I was trying to work this out, and I thought, well, actually, the thing is, it's kind of self-sustaining in the sense that um, you, it's a bit like celebrity. 
someone's a celebrity if people think they're a celebrity, right? So if everyone has decided that, um, pick someone a celebrity. I, I don't know the names of any celebrities. Um, oh, uh, Strictly um, come dancing. Um, uh, no. What about he, Declan Donnelly? That who's he? He's, he's from Anton Deck. He's, he's oh, the deck. Okay. He's the deck out of Anton okay. Deck. Yeah. Uh, he does do something. He is quite a talented TV presenter. So, that, you know, so I'm trying to think of someone who's been on Big Brother well, and I'm a Kim celebrity. Kardashian? There we go. All right, Classic. all right. Someone like that, right? Who's, as far as we can tell, hasn't, hasn't really done anything ever. Um, but, you know, I have to acknowledge that she's a celebrity. I've got, it's an objective fact that pe- enough people think she's a celebrity that by definition she is. And I just, I think this is sort of how, you know, if, let's say everyone's decided, if everyone thinks that um, that uh, Meghan Markle as being a princess will be high status, uh, then I have to acknowledge she is. Because being high status is merely um, that lots of people think you're high status. That's right, which is why monarchies uh, can can fall at the drop of a hat when everybody decides yeah, if we they are no dis- longer yeah. Mm-hmm. monarchs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, may, but may she reign for a thousand years. <laughs> um, we need to finish off, but just before we do, very quickly, a quick um, experiment... Um, we've all got children. Yeah. Uh, I want to work out how much of a monarchist you are or not. Right. So you and your family are going to be introduced to uh, the Queen. Yeah. Um, would you, and I think the protocol is is that the, uh, a male has to bow and a, and a female has to curtsy. Would you say to your children, right, you've got to bow and you've got to curtsy? Would you, what would, what would be your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I sort of have a bit of experience in this in that um, I was... Uh, I haven't met the Queen, but I've been in a room uh, that the Queen was being shown shown around for, for work. Uh, but I have met Princess Anne, uh, and on both occasions, I was um, unexpectedly sort of awestruck. Um, so I think it's deeply rooted in your, your, your psyche. You can be as Republican as you like, uh, but um, if you're raised in this country, you sort of have a inherent um not subservience but an inherent uh, respect deference deference quite yeah, yeah. for the um, and did you even though you weren't so because you were just in the presence you didn't need to bow or you did or uh he licked her shoes yeah <laughs> no but i i sort of i averted my gaze it was odd you mustn't look upon her holy features well quite <laughs> um okay so well okay so what about you nick you've got kids. well i'm i'm a sort of i'm a sort of rationalist monarchist in the sense that I don't um, think there's anything special about the monarchy, but I really like having it. I think it's just fun and the fun outweighs the cost. Uh, and, and I think all of the kind of all of that show business that goes with monarchy is all part of the fun. So, yeah, I'd be I'd be happy to do that. I think I think the key thing is is doing it with the right frame of mind to think, look, this I'm sort of not acknowledging that this person is in any sense my superior, but they're the you know, they're the the queen. And part of, the, and I'm sort of uh, bowing to the person whose job is the Queen because it's my job as a subject to do that. It's like going uh, it to see Father Christmas. It's, it, it it's... is. It, you're not. I mean, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be thinking. Well, I'm inferior to the Queen, so I'm going to bow. It's more like no. It's your job as a subject, really, is to bow in front of the Queen. That's part of the fun of. I mean, if we didn't do that sort of thing, she wouldn't be the Queen, and the fun would have gone. Got it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Willful suspension of our disbelief. I think that's it. I think it's like, you know, we, okay, it's not, um, you know, I don't, if there was a balloon debate and it was between me and the Queen, I wouldn't jump out. I'd still argue my case. (laughs) Um, Okay, look. Sorry, just one, I'm trying to drum up support for this idea I saw on Twitter. Yeah. uh, Which is that we all, on the day before Harry's wedding, we all have a national stag do. 
We all go to the pub, and and uh, I, mean, I feel like Harry's really carved a niche for himself in terms of a personality. Whereas Prince William, because it's his job, really has remained very bland. Yeah. Uh, Harry has been allowed to grow this kind of quite quite Laddish. endearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not quite. I mean, it's endearing kind of persona, and I, I I would quite like I quite like this idea of a national stag do. I'm up that for that, especially in 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 the absence of we're not getting a day off, right? When they get married, right? So, exactly. So so yeah. Um, okay. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. We're going to finish there. Um, you've been listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. I've been here with Chris Ragg and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. Thank you for listening. And until next time, bye-bye. Mm-hmm.